Hi, this is Lori Jean in the kitchen. I'm going to do something a little bit different with you today. I'm going to bake some bread with you. It's not something I would ordinarily do, but I feel like I have it down enough to share it with you. I took a bunch of different recipes online and I found the way I like to do it. So it's kind of Lori's little bread recipe. Basically, you use the same, everybody uses the same ingredients. It comes down to how much of the ingredient you want to use, which is still basically just about the same, and how you want to do the bread. Bread is like this baby that you have to handle it completely fragile until it falls in love with you. And I'm not kidding. When it finally accepts you, you feel like you've won. I feel like I'm not 100% accepted, but I'm sure I can get you a slice of bread that you can put in the toaster and make a grilled cheese and French toast with it, and you're going to be really happy. And like I mentioned before on some of my posts, that bread really, uh, fresh bread that I made myself, it, it helps me so much feel healthier and better with my digestive problems getting up in the morning when I've had a piece of fresh bread that I've made, it makes all the difference in the world. First thing you want to do is get your mixing bowl. I use active dry yeast. That's what you're going to want to use. Make sure you look at the ingredients on the back and it just says live yeast because there's a lot of them that have chemicals in them. You're going to get out your tablespoon measuring tablespoon, sea salt, and your flour. Make sure that it is all-purpose unbleached. I'm using unbleached white. And make sure you read it and there's no chemicals in there too. I'll give you a bit of an example. I'll tell you what mine has, just wheat flour, malted barley flour, niacin, reduced iron, thiamine, mononitrate. These are just vitamins, riboflavin, folic acid, so you don't have to worry about things like that. There'll be many other things some flowers will put in, and I won't even go near it. They use peroxide to bleach the flour. I don't like that, so I stay away from bleached. Okay, and on the yeast, it's going to say... Yeah, I should just say active live yeast. Okay, so I'm going to open up my yeast, and I'm going to put three quarters of a tablespoon of it in my mixing bowl. Okay. Okay, I got that. Now I'm going to put in, oh, I'm going to tape it closed because I have some leftover of my packets. I put it right in the fridge. Oops, it's fresh, because this is live. You're cooking with a live yeast. Now I'm going to put in three quarters of a tablespoon of salt. Okay, now I'm going to get one and a half cups of lukewarm water. it in with the 
the yeast and the salt and I'm going to stir it around. You'll know your yeast is okay and live if it has like bubbles in there. There'll be some bubbles. What I should have done is put this in a big bowl and not my mixing bowl. Um, you probably have a whole mixing bowl set. I don't. <laughs> so I'm taking one of my small bowls that I use for salad or something. It's a deep one. And I'm going to pour this yeast mixture into the bowl because I'm putting the flour in the big mixing bowl. Because you actually want to pour this mixture over the flour. I'm just going to rinse this out. I'm not going to worry if the flour gets a little wet. So now I'm going to take three and a quarter cups of flour. I'm actually going to use the measuring cups. It works a little bit easier for me. Um, the small ones versus getting the, the real big measuring cup. It just works so well for me to stick it right in the flour. And I'm going to stick the measuring cup right in the flour. And I got one cup, two cup, and three cups. And then I've got my quarter of a cup. Stick the quarter of a cup in. Finishing this off. This is going to make one nice big loaf. Okay, so for now, we're going to, for now there's very little to do. So we're going to stir around the yeast mixture again. Now we're going to pour it over the flour. And I just use a fork to stir it. I don't use anything that is, that is really involved. I just stir it with a fork. Mix everything together, and there we go. Okay, it's already starting to take here. Okay, so once it's mixed, I'm going to put it in my plastic container. Now it's better to put it in a plastic container. It rises so much better. So let me get that out. Okay, so it should be holding together kind of sticky, sticky-ish. You can use your plastic spatula and just scoop it and throw it into the plastic container. Okay, then you cover it. Only leave just a very little bit open so I'm gonna, um, I have like a, I use a pitcher. I have a plastic pitcher. And I have a spout that stays open in the fridge. It's like one of those water pitchers that I'm not using. I just take, I'm gonna take a piece of tape and I'm gonna cover that spout, but just leave, the, leave it a little bit open. So I've got like maybe this, oh, how can I say how big it is? Let's see. Let's say the, the white part of your fingernail that might be coming up just slightly up over your thumb. A little bit more than that. Just make sure there's just a really small spot for air to reach. I'm going to go put this on my table and I'm going to let it rise for a couple of hours and I'm going to come back to you, okay? Hi, I'm back. And my dough has risen double. So if you waited two hours and your dough hasn't risen by double, just wait. It will. Make sure you don't have too much space open. If you have to shuffle the dough around again to make sure it's been mixed fully, go ahead and do that. Throw it back in your plastic container and 
let it sit again for another how many hours it's going to take. Shouldn't take much longer after that, like an hour or two, if it hadn't risen right for you. So don't panic. It will rise. Sometimes it's just silly little things that you have to reboot it a little bit. Believe it or not, that is the hardest part to making this bread, and I am not joking. People are terrified to make their own bread. That is the hardest thing is to let it sit and rise and not be afraid of what's going to happen to it. But it takes care of itself as long as you have fresh, active yeast and like it hasn't been sitting around for a really long time. Um, as long as when you've opened it and used some of it, you've put it in the fridge and sealed it somehow, you're fine. So um, let's get to business here. So now I'm going to take the dough and I took some flour down so I can flour up my hands. What I actually do, oh, I'm getting out of um, my loaf pan. I use a metal loaf pan. It's one of those dark loaf pans. My son gave it to me. I'm going to put some olive oil at the bottom just a little bit so it doesn't stick. Okay, so I'm going to take my hands and push the olive oil all around the pan, even up to the sides, all the way up the sides. Make sure you feel the oil spreading all over the pan easily. There doesn't have to be a whole lot extra souping around in there. Start with a teaspoon if you have to. Do a little bit more if you need to. A teaspoon should be fine. So I'm doing it all around, and I've gotten every every crevice. Now the fun part. They say put flour in your hands when you make bread, and I said that too. But really what I end up doing is I throw it, and this is still my little water pitcher here I'm using. I throw a little bit on top of the bread dough because when you go to take it out, it's going to be all sticky and elastic and weird. I'm messy with this flour. Every time I open it up, I get some that jumps out at me. So I'm putting it on my hands and I'm putting it on the top of the flour because I can't even grab it without having flour on the top. This used to scare me because I think, oh my God, what did I do? It's like this elastic weird looking stuff and then it doesn't want to cooperate, cooperate with you unless you have flour to play with. So if once you start sticking your hand in a place where it's grabbing you instead of you grabbing the bread. Just put more flour in that area and let your hand grab onto that flour in that part of the dough. You can really at this point probably pull the whole thing out even if it's not cooperating. <laughs> it looks like the blob in one of those monster movies. And you'll be like, oh my god, how is this ever going to be bread? It looks horrible. Ah. <laughs> But it will make a beautiful, beautiful loaf of bread that will make you feel so good. Not only that you made it, but that health-wise you're going to just feel so healthy. So uh, it's playing with me and sticking in my hand. So I'm going to get, I don't want to ruin my flour with my sticky hand, so let me get a spoon. I just got a tablespoon. I'm going to stick it in. And this table, and throw it back in the plastic container because now I have the blob in my hand. <laughs> and I'm going to take a little bit and just put it all over the outside of the, the blob. 
so it'll free my hands up a little bit. <laughs> Stick my sticky hands with the dough on it back in the flour. Go back around the, the, the dough. Every time you feel like it's pulling you, just stick your hands in some flour and slap it on that area that's yanking at you. There we go. Now I'm getting a little bit of resistance where it's giving up and not grabbing me. Okay, so i got a little more flour I'm going to put around the thing so I get a little more control of this. Yeah, I should kind of just pick it up and... You're not really... Yeah, you're kind of pushing the dough under like it pulling your hands out and just, it'll fall so the dough goes underneath itself really, it does it automatically. I got a little bit too much sticky here again, it's still pulling on me a little bit. The main thing is you don't have to get the whole thing really, really floury and that cooperative because what you're going to do next is you're going to just take that blob and you're going to throw it in that loaf pan. Boom. I just tossed it in there. And try to spread it out a little bit so that it meets the end. Don't push down really hard. You don't want to take out a whole lot of air. Encourage it to meet the end of the loaf pan. And it's not going to fully meet it. Leave it alone at that point because it's going to do its own thing. You're going to let that sit there for at least 30 minutes. And what it's going to do is it's going to fill the entire loaf pan. So put 30 minutes on your timer and then I'll come back. Okay, it's been 30 minutes. I want you to preheat your oven. Your my On my end, it's my toaster oven. I'm just going to plug mine in. We're going to preheat it to 450. Alright, now we're going to dust the loaf, which I'm sure it's hitting the side of your loaf pan right now. Just a little bit of flour same flour you've been using. Just a tablespoon if you need to have some kind of measurement. Just scatter it lightly on the top. This kind of makes it look pretty. Don't um, use your bottom rack. Use the next rack up in your oven. I'm going to pause this and come back. Okay, now that our oven ovens are preheated, we're going to throw in the loaf pan with the dough in it, spread it out. And we're going to bake it at 450 for 45 minutes. After 45 minutes, we're going to put it on 375 for 15 minutes. I'll come back after 45 minutes and readjust my oven temperature and set the timer for 15 minutes with you, okay? Okay, I'm back. I am turning my oven down to 375 and setting it for 15 minutes. Please do the same. And we'll come back and take our bread up together. I'll be back. Okay, my timer just went off, so we're going to take our bread out. Okay, be very careful. Obviously, it's really hot. I'm taking out a plate. delicious. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to cool this. We're going to cool this on a cooling rack. So I just have the um, the toaster rack for my toaster oven. So I'm taking the plate, putting the toaster rack on top of it. 
and I'm going to flip the bread out on top of that. Mine just slid right out. If yours doesn't slide out, just take a knife and go around the inside of the pan. It should come out really easily. We're going to put the timer on again for 30 minutes. Isn't this easy? It's just steps. Steps are really, really easy things to do. So let's put a timer on for 30 minutes and I'll come back to you. Okay, 30 minutes is up. Now you're going to take a serrated edge bread knife or a serrated edge knife, a nice long one. And we're going to cut right down the middle of the bread. I have the bottom side up to show the beautiful perfection of what you've done. Voila, it looks gorgeous, smells gorgeous. Rip a piece off, put some butter on it. You're going to be thrilled. Eat the bread that you proudly made. Until next time, LoriJeanInTheKitchen.blogspot.com I'm missing you See